Welcome back, everybody, to the Dusty Bender Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Chance Watson. With you, as always, Taylor Wells. Episode, episode 78, coming at you like the pollen in the air in my sinuses. Uh, I honestly, I, I don't know if I can do a full hour of listening to you fucking cough and snivel and shit, so we're going to have to be a little quicker today. I am on some allergy meds, hopefully not the drowsy kind, but, you know, who, who reads packages anyway? All of a sudden, you're just asleep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We can only you hope. Have to, you'll have to carry the show. Uh, that's not what the listeners want. <laughs> Nobody wants that. All right, for the next hour, we're going to do an in-depth diagnostic of the coyotes and the ducks. Here we mm. go. Okay, and all of our listenership has disappeared. Except for the three that care about those teams. God, just one dude in his ba- dark basement just yelling at me. <laughs> Fucking Clayton Keller is the best player in the league. Are you kidding me? Goddamn Tibu Salati needs to come back. <laughs> uh, could you imagine... Timu Solani coming back? Yeah, he just has like one of those fucking uh, one of those things that helps you skate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the little bumpers hit. things. Little bumpers, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I could see that. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, it's been a couple weeks since we've thrown an episode at you. Since then, uh, the Stanley Cup has been awarded. Um, it's fucking. It's getting beat more than a domestic yeah, violence victim. Uh, Jesus Christ! Yeah, it needs a little bit of a little bit of TLC. Man, it's it, it even just on. It didn't even make it off the ice before it started taking damage. That's hilarious, dude. And it shouldn't, you know. Mm-hmm. It should never survive the ice surface. Mm. That's that's how you know you actually won the. It just cup, looks like a, it just looks like a bent tin can. Yeah, it's like rusted already somehow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! Yeah, um, we, yeah, we we got winners, man. We got freaking Colorado Avalanche taking take Colorado in six. Uh, a, a ending that was predicted by many. Yeah. Um, honestly, uh, it was kind of it was kind of very apparent. I think um, after game one, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I watched most of the games going through, and I ended up watching game six as well. Uh, man, the the series itself was. I mean. I think I think uh, our the, the guy that I like on Puck Soup, uh, the Canadian guy, I can't remember his name, off the top of my head at the moment, but I think he put it perfectly. It's just like maybe, maybe Tampa's just not the better team. I mean, like I don't think they did anything wrong. I mean, injuries hurt, literally right. and figuratively. But I, I, Colorado's really good, and I think the only thing that we were, I think the only the only wild card for Colorado coming into the series. Was okay. They've had a pretty easy walk to the final, right? Uh, comparatively speaking, you know, like right. a, a sweep of Nashville. I don't think anybody that that wasn't a good judge to see if they were good because Nashville was just bad. I was surprised, but um, the Blues. I mean, I'll I'll argue this point till I'm blue in the face. I think I think Bennington going down in that series was a game changer. It kind of mm-hmm. it took the wind out of their sails, and Billy Huso. It's uh, it's obvious he can't, you know. It he's not the reincarnation of Jordan Bennington, where he's a twenty seven, twenty eight year old prodigy that's just a late bloomer. Like he's he's just not gonna do it. Yeah. Um. So when when Binger, when Binger went down, it was very apparent that the series was tipped the other way. Yeah. When, but I, I I said it before. I think that the blue if there was a team that had a style that could beat 
the avalanche, it was the blues because they play that hard physical style. Because mm-hmm. that's you can't beat Colorado at their own game. You're not right. going to you're not going to outskill Colorado. Yeah, you don't just run not. and gun. You huh. can't run and gun them. <clears throat> no, they'll because they'll beat you at it. Like that's they're they're really good. At, and that was that was the problem with Edmonton, and that was the problem with Tampa. Like two teams that are built so, play similar style. Well, okay, you could argue that Edmonton's. <laughs> Edmonton was just happy to be there. Like, yeah. Oh, look at this! Just looking around the rink, like, oh, we're here. Right. I mean, conference final is is it's a good it's a good step in the right direction for McDavid. Um, I think that maybe it'll assuage his. I mean, two play, I mean, two series wins finally. Um, right. Con- it's been a while. Right. It's it's good, and it shows that if they actually had some competent GMing, GMing is that a is that a thing? Yeah, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think they're on the doorstep. I mean, obviously, when you have Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, you're always on the doorstep. But if they just had a, a team that was built around them, uh, they, they might do a little bit. I don't know. So, But you could, mm-hmm. you could argue that until Tampa, going, going into, the conference, into the Stanley Cup final, you could argue that Colorado has pretty much walked to the final. Right. So the idea here going into it, I think the one thought is like, Okay, Colorado's finally going to play an actual hockey team. You know, like Nashville's bad. St. Louis is not right. skilled enough to do this. They had to out hit them, and then when they lost their goaltending, it was done. And and Edmonton is just a is just a flawed team. You know, um, it, their right. their strategy is in Connor McDavid and Leon Drysaddle. We trust, and hopefully they'll bail us out with maybe some Evander King goals sprinkled in there, like Salt Bay. Um. Obviously, Colorado put that to bed. Um, they're 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 definitely the better team. I, it's, yeah, I think I. It, do you do you agree? Yeah, and I think to your point too, like they they definitely because they had a bit of an easier route to the to the final. Rested. They're rested, right? I mean, they're you know they 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 don't have those those bangs and and bruises and stuff, and so uh, I know it it always comes out every year, but you know hearing some of the stuff that that Tampa was going through and, and things it like that, bad. like it was bad. Yeah, they they definitely they, they had an infirmary, you know. So yeah, they were um, banged up. Yeah, but I mean, you can you you know everybody else is banged up too, right? Like I, I you know I don't I don't like using that as a huge excuse. I, I mean, the Bennington thing, yes, like that's a goalie. Like if you're missing your starting goalie, that really does make a huge difference. So well, it was he I get was that, but. he was the momentum shifter. Like they right. they started Villahuso and they were not doing well, and then right. Binger comes in and shows that he can he can he you know he can play. And he was out goaltending Franco, not Franco's, uh, Kemper, right? And I, I mean, the momentum shifted; like it was definitely shifting. Um, I could have thought; I, I could sit here and have thoughts on Nazem Kadri. Um, I, I love I, as much as I do not like the guy. I love his shade. You know, mm-hmm. I love his spirit. Like it's that's love the competition. He can talk shit all he wants. He just won the cup. That's great. Um, still, th- you know, his his oh fuck everybody who thinks that I'm a liability. It's like okay, well. Dude, up until this point, you've absolutely been a liability in the playoffs. Like, mm, yeah, yeah, you, like a hundred percent. You're for sure getting suspended at least one game if right. Not multiple, it, it's so. like I don't, I don't think that there's a way to argue against that. Like, it, it, were you a liability in this playoff run? You could even argue that you were, but but you got away with it. I mm. mean, yeah, it's you know that that run on Bennington. I, I definitely think it was two guys scrumming it out, but. You know, did Kadri slow down at all or try to avoid? No, 
He's no, like, I mean, oh, I'm, we're battling oops. to the net, and right, and uh, we're battling the net, and I can definitely get away with this because we're battling to the net. Yeah, um, it's yeah, it's a little sloppy, but I mean, it's you know, it's it's one of those things like that's just part of the game, I guess. Sure. too. So sure, I'm not I'm not too mad about it. It's just it sucks that that was that was the, I, I, we're we're analyzing something that happened in the semifinals, but um, right. but I that, but but honestly though, that was like the biggest challenge. I I honestly think St. Louis with a healthy Bennington had a better shot of beating Colorado than than that Tampa team that went into the Stanley Cup final. Yeah, and I think a lot of that has to do, like you said, just their play, like the way that the way that they play those games, just yep. heavy bodies. Uh, yeah. But then, but then, you know, at the same time, by the time that they got to Colorado, they'd only had one series under their belt against Minnesota, who just yep. you know kind of kind of died. So, uh, right. And yeah. when you get in, it, I mean, I, I think it was the most apparent was games like trying to beat Colorado at their own skill game. Like you just did you watch that game six? I don't think so. Okay. Like, the last 10 minutes was keep away. Like, mm. Colorado just controlled pl- – Tampa never touched the puck. Yeah. Yeah, that's not great. <laughs> no, it's – they never – like, I think I think in the last period they had one shot on goal. Mm. Tampa did. So, it just, it just shows that when Colorado wanted to shut it down, they could. Oh, you're talking about that game six. Yeah, I did watch – I did watch that game six. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, that last 10 – that last 10 minutes was bad. And I think Tampa only got like one or two shots on goal the entire period. Yeah, just shut shutting it down, shutting. Yeah, they, shutting they the just whole thing they up. just played keep away for the whole period, and it and the fact that they were able to do that so easily because that's I mean that's a I know that sounds like you're playing it safe, but it's also a, a risky strategy. Like if you just pull back and don't try to push the offense at all and make them skate, like I mean it does you do give them some opportunities to form up and try to make a push yeah i hate but, i hate that move but i mean if you have a team that can you have oh, a team that can do it i guess yeah sure but, I, I mean yeah. sitting here going okay well they got you know one two shots in the third period like yikes. yeah yeah those damn cup contenders like there was a, a huge mistake or you know huge huge mistake for them to fucking right. just shut down you know Jesus Christ. Like, i guess we can't say that but one of the no. things i did i did love about this series too is uh, watching Game Five, you know, talking to uh, you know, ton of Colorado fans actually in in kind of our circle. So, uh, talking with them, just listening to the freakouts. Like I just I love I love hockey fans in general because like Colorado lost Game Five. It was a good game, like a really close game with with Tampa in Colorado that Tampa ended up taking right. But uh, it's yeah. just like. I, I like just just freaking the fuck out, like ready to burn down the whole. Like, oh, we need to set, you know, like it's just sure. It's just, sure. Hockey fans and are just hilarious, dude. Like, it's, it's look, great. man, it's, it's not over. Like, Tampa's right. Tampa's gonna be a favorite next year too. Mm-hmm. Like, no, they're, gonna, they're they've got some they've got some cap issues. They're gonna have to figure out. Um, but the, I mean, back to you can't argue. Like, even worst case scenario, say the window's closed and this is now a, a slow decline. Like. You won. You got two back-to-back cups. Like that's that's a success. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's that's what we see. Good team. That's what we see. You know, Red Wings were now, doing it for a little bit. We saw Pens yeah. do it for a little bit. Like it's just. Now, you know. do you want to argue? Are those fake cups? Now that's a different conversation. But yeah, I, I mean, I I would still say they're they're. I mean, making it again cu- this year. Like cups are. You know, they don't they don't ask how they ask how many. So right. at the end at the end of the day, without looking into it, they're two Stanley Cups back to back. But like, yes, if you wanted to dig into it, and I think you and I have talked about it before when we were still like in COVID shit. Like, yeah, I mean, are these fake Stanley Cups? Kinda. Are these fake yeah. seasons? Sort of. 
Um, like even this one, the the realest of the three, this one still like there's a, in my eyes a little bit of an asterisk because it's you know we remember where it, it's God it seems like two years ago but like at the beginning of this last season we were having COVID protocols right whole teams were getting shut down because they were you know popping false positives and you know we they were they were still trying to like do the pseudo keep people at bay kind of thing so you had a lot of teams that had people coming in and out of the lineup because of you know arguably arbitrary COVID shit right so when you have that it's I've always argued like the first like the first one in the bubble is that a fake Stanley Cup uh, I don't know I, I was everybody adversely affected yes but in my eyes everyone was equally adversely affected so I it's think, fair yeah I think the only thing that holds an asterisk for that one on for me is the is the play-in I, I think because we had yep. the play in, yep. You know that for me is is one of the only like you know I, I can definitely throw an asterisk there. I don't think there's a lot of hockey fans that would say, oh, you know, no, it's, uh, you know, it's just the way it goes. No, um, uh, I would make and actually I want to hear your thoughts on this. Like I actually would argue that the following season is more fake than the previous season. Like the bu- the bubble season, and the the bubble Stanley Cup is more real to me than the next season where we played only in divisions like that's a fake season to me yeah i think i think we could yeah and i I think because the regular season really wasn't touched too much in the bubble season i think that's that's where i can definitely make that argument right um you know whereas the the, yeah you know the, the the canadian division is just so ridiculous like that's hilarious right it's it's so dumb like teams only playing inter interdivisional just made no like it's a fake season. Like, I if there's if there's any of the cups that I would dispute for Tampa, it's that one. Right. Um, Tampa just you know wailed on their division all year. Um, my, my, them playing Montreal in the Stanley Cup. It's that was just you know yeah, it, it was didn't a make any sense. Yeah, yeah it doesn't make any sense. Um, so I mean, there's there I I would listen to somebody with a counter argument of like, okay, well Tampa's cups are fake. I I, I don't know the bubble one. Bubble one actually might be the hardest like one of the hardest cups to win in my opinion like think about it for a second like that might have been one of the hardest stanley cups in recent years to win and i think you're right because of the play-in because of just the fucking sheer pandemonium that was going on in the lockdown yeah there's just there was there was a lot of shit going on no fans um i i think i think if i don't i don't really like like if if for some reason this like if for some reason last year Canadians had to like you know basically quit playing and then Tampa right. won like that to me is more of a, an asterisk than like sure. you know yeah we got to play a little bit of hockey and everyone was on the same playing field so um, yeah if someone was making an argument that both of Tampa's Tampa's cups are asterisks uh, I'd, I'd probably order at least a couple more beers and, sure. and uh, you know and then and then I could really get you know, deep into it. Maybe, uh, maybe it know. evens out. Like, like I'm, I'm willing to get like both are one under unusual circumstances, but the first one, I, because the first one was so hard to win. Right. And then the second one was so fake. Maybe it just evens out. Yeah. I, I, and then, I yeah, this, and this latest one is the realest of the three, mm-hmm. but it still has an asterisk. Like there were, there were, there were teams that were more 
adversely affected by the COVID protocols than other teams. And that's not that it's just not an even playing field then. Yeah. yeah like that. It's I, just, I, I got you there. Yeah. You know, like I'm sure if we, if we know one Dallas fan, I'm sure our Dallas fan would have some strong words about how their team got fucked over this year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they didn't have a team to begin with, but that's just no, like... no, but <laughs> I mean, right. You and I have, we are agree. <laughs> but even if you are a Dallas fan and think that you had a team, Regardless of that, they're like, yeah, uh, you know, half of our team was fucking shut down and we had to make up, ga- you know, the, at the tail end of the season, teams that missed games in October, November, December were playing like almost back to backs at right. the tail end of the season to make up. It, it's just, but it was not every team. It was only some teams. Right. So yeah, and I, I, I get, I get that totally. So Yeah. So I, it's, this is the realest of the three. But it's still there's still an asterisk attached to it in my eyes. Yeah, yeah. I think. I mean, I guess a question for you: Do you think Colorado, because because this season it was a little bit weird, do you think they can win on a unreal season though? You think they're gonna they have a chance to repeat? Um. Oh yeah. I I definitely yeah. think that with even in a real season with their division with the division that they're in, yes, absolutely, hundred percent. Yeah. Like it. There again. It once again. It's just going to be like the playing field hasn't really changed. You've got you've got Edmonton that is led by you know two players. Ken Holland's not going to do any huge big moves in the offseason that's going to drastically change the makeup of this team. I don't know if he even can. Um, no, I don't think so. Um, Calgary Calgary is not going to change at all because they're more worried about keeping the team intact. Right. Like they're not going to add pieces. They need to make sure that they can keep the pieces they have. Right. They've got, yeah, they got I think they need to they need to sign or get rid of Monahan. They need to sign Johnny Gaudreau. They need to you know, they need they they need to worry about keeping the team in place. So that's not going to change. Mm-hmm. Um Vegas Vegas is the only wild card here, you know. You get Vegas in with a new coach and yeah, you get knows, a health yeah. you get a healthy Vegas. Yeah, I mean I don't think any of us would argue that Vegas is not built to win the Stanley Cup. You get like, Shea Weber, you know. Oh God! <laughs> okay, I mean to be—he's never going to play another NHL game again. No. But that being said, that being said, if Weber was healthy, that would be a, a decent addition to the team. Right. I mean, that does make a difference. But he, yeah, he'll, but, he'll never play. But no, he's he's done. Vegas Vegas made sure that that man is never playing another game of hockey again because they cannot put him on their cap. Right. <laughs> they cannot afford the man. Um, he is LTIR forever. Um, um, what a life. I wish I was LTIR forever. Yeah, right? Just sitting back collecting Sweet a paycheck. Sweet fucking game, dude. Jesus Christ. Um, so uh, you've got you've got Vegas, but I mean, I don't know. Like, San Jose's in fucking disarray. San Jose's hilarious to me. San Jose is, like, like actively tanking. Like, they're trying to be bad. But, dude, um, they have $16 million in, in 30-plus-year-old defensemen. Like, they got to be good, right? Rice, dude. I, at this point, you're paying somebody to take fucking Eric Carlson. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, pretty much. And like hoping, that... hoping William Eklund can come in and be the next fucking Crosby. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're – San Jose is ri- – like, I, if there's a team that I predict is just going to have a shit season next year, it's San Jose. Like, they're going to take the biggest dive. Yeah, they're like gonna they, be, they they're might gonna be, be brutal. They might be bottom of the division, honestly. They're um, they're definitely in the fucking Bedard sweepstakes here. 
Yeah. Uh, D- Ducks and Ducks and Kings are definitely going to be better than them. Um, Kings seem to be making a push. Like they're they're on track for a rebuild. They remind me very much of the Red Wings at the moment. Yeah. Like how they're how they're trending upward. Um, and shit, kudos to them because it's been like they've they have successfully completed a rebuild. You yeah. know, they've gone down and come back up in ten years. I mean, le- realistically, less less than, than that. that. Yeah, yeah f- probably. F- like, I'd throw five in there. Like whoever is, I mean, it's Rob Blake. That's that's who their GM is, dude. Rob Blake is he's killing it. Like it this, it down, I mean, yeah. that's a good turnaround for a rebuild. It, it, you know, at, you've at, got you've got teams that have never left a rebuild. Buffalo right. hasn't left a rebuild since two thousand two. Right. And I think the other thing with Blake, like they in those five years drafted so fucking well. Like there's uh, there, there's not a lot of analysts that would put their prospect pool in the like outside of the top three yeah you know what i mean so like not only did they just bring in so you know jumping to them a little bit bring in a guy like fiala who sure he's probably you know not next to kip Kip, kaprizov he's probably not gonna have you know a point per game like he was having he's a good 70 at least yeah i mean kind of that's a king's ransom for a guy that i mean granted he played he had he played well recently right but you know i i don't know we'll see We'll see. Yeah, I honestly like I I don't mind what they gave up. Uh, just hearing what Chicago is turning down for a guy like DeBrincat, who is clearly the better player, but not yeah. like point wise and and possession wise, like not much better than Fiala. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been known that Chicago has turned down like multiple first round picks for him. Like my my yeah, thoughts on that. My thoughts on that are they turn those down. So, okay, yeah, for recap real quick. So, Tyler, uh, not Tyler Toffoli, but that's – so this deal for Fiala reminds me of the Tyler Toffoli thing. We're like, mm-hmm. you, know you're, you know you're overpaying, but it's – you think – but it, it could be a good fit. Well, and you're getting an NHL-ready player. You're not getting some guy that, you know, might not even be ready in three years, right? I mean, you're getting a guy who, worst-case scenario, is on your second line. Right. Right, and I think I think that's that's the big play there. Like, I would much rather be in Rob Blake's position and overpay for a guy like Fiala, who, for all we know, could he could have just like he's in his prime, right? He's going into twenty five, I think. So, like, right. he realistically is just starting to figure out his his scoring touch in the NHL, and he just had over a point per game pace. So, like, you just don't know. Like, he they could have just got a fucking you know top line guy for you know could yeah, be a steal. He, yeah, could you know first round picture and then you know a mid first round and then um, you know a, a a prospect. But shit, I mean, you know they looked at he looked at his roster and said, where do we need some help? And they need a little bit of goal scoring, right? I mean that's that's where they were at. So you know who yep. knows they could bring him in and point per game player and he's a, he you know one of the things with him the big knock it just kind of I started diving into his stats a little bit. Uh, he goes mm-hmm. a little bit quiet in the playoffs. Okay. Um, and that's that's probably my biggest red flag with him is, you know, but but again, he's like I said, he's going into his prime. So he could really start to figure out in the playoffs where which is where he needs to figure it out. And so you're taking that bet, but you're taking the bet that he's going to help your team get at least get there every year. Right. And I think that's an important piece to, to building an NHL franchise. So. Yeah, I, honestly, yeah, I agree with you. I think it's a bit of an over overpayment. Uh, listening to the, the the stuff, Chicago, I mean, fuck, man, like maybe it's not, you know, like maybe it's actually an underpayment for for what the market is so for some of those big scoring what, winners. What but. do you think? What do you think? Okay, is it is it 
is is Chicago turning down offers on Debrinket? Like the these offers, like we've been told it was multiple first round picks. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's because these first round picks are from like cup contenders and these and the first round picks just aren't that good? Like you know, if if yeah. Toronto's offering you their first round pick, it's probably you know a Toronto first round pick is not worth a lot. They're gonna go deep in the playoffs. I I think you're probably right. I think it's probably at least a middling team that wants to get over the hump. I mean, you look at L.A. like that's you know that's probably the the, the type of team that's looking at a guy like Debrinket. Um, I I don't know if it's necessarily like perennial cup contenders that are looking at him because those those teams need to be shedding. Sure. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, honestly, like you know, I mean, shit. I mean, we can even bring this up because this is the teams that we follow. Ducks and Red Wings should be giving this guy a fucking very long look. Oh yeah, okay. right. I mean that this is this is a kind of a kind of player who's been in the NHL and has already been having success in the NHL at you know twenty four whatever he is, and he's one of those guys that he's that piece that could bump you into a wild card. You just sure. you know, um, and so those are those are the teams that I think should be looking at him. So if that's what it is, um, that's probably all they're getting. Like I mean, you look at like if if you're Chicago, you're not going to get a Sharks first round pick. Right, I mean, you think about it like that. That those kind of teams just aren't going to give you that. So I think, I think they're probably like you said, they're just looking at like a middle of the round first rounders for the next two drafts and going, eh, we can do better. Um, I just I don't know what teams, you know, what teams with better first round picks are really looking at him. Um, you know, I mean, you think about Minnesota; they just they don't have the cap space for it. So like, I mean, that's a good team. No, to, but you know, so but that's what I was I was immediately thinking that like Minnesota throws. Chicago, their first and the first they just got from L.A., mm-hmm. fuck, man, that's a good deal. Yeah, I, I mean, but that's a 2022, right? And I think I think what Chicago probably wants is to figure out who's who's going to be shitty next year and get as high of a draft pick for next year as Fair. they can because I think next year's draft is supposed to be a little bit deeper. Um, I, think okay. this, I think this draft is underrated, but we'll get into that. Yeah. But I, I think that's kind of probably where the thinking is, and rightfully so. I mean, Debrinket is a he's a first line guy. Like there's just sure. there's no excuse there. He's he's a first line guy. So yeah, I think I think uh I mean fuck if I'm Chicago and Red Wings or or the Ducks come calling on him for a first round pick next year or something, you better believe I'm I'm taking that, uh probably in a, a prospect or two. But uh sure. yeah, they're they're I think they're playing a little bit of hardball and, and seeing if if anyone gets really desperate around like before the draft, uh, but yeah, I, 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 but they can be super, super picky because he's got one more year left before I think he even hits RFA, um, you know, and 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 they're not in any, any sort of cap issue over there in Chicago, so they can hold on to him for two more years. Like they don't need to get rid of him. It's just that's what they'd like to do to kind of accelerate. Uh, <laughs> retooling i think it's i don't even think they've they've officially said rebuild in that in that organization yet but uh, right right you know i so i think that's where they're at with them um you know if i i i looked at it just kind of kind of seeing what maybe the kraken could even do you know i i think i think that i think if the kraken came with the fourth pick this year and and said hey first round next year because realistically like kraken would need to do a shitload in order to kind of be a, a wild card team next year i think <laughs> shit uh, you a know shitload so- is a very very <laughs> understatement like <laughs> like this team is bad like yeah they, they the kraken are going help. to like they haven't they've gotten 
I don't. I think it's just because it's the off season and everybody's like hopeful for next year. We'll get another kick at the can. I don't think people understand. Like this team got worse. Yeah. Like at the deadline, you traded away veteran presence and depth players. Like th- this is not a good team. This is going to be a bad team. So much so that we, what is that thing that I sent you? Like we're gonna, they're they're offering now like forty dollar tickets. Yeah, they're definitely like. I mean, that's good. For, it's better because when you and I went, it was one hundred and sixty for fucking nosebleeds. Sure. So I mean I, I you know I, I I get that but yeah they're they're trying to get I, they don't really need help getting people in the building they need help getting people excited because there's yep. not I mean there's always excitement in the off season for what could be but I think it's just it's going to be a little bit more heartache because if you're Ron Francis can you actually go look and say hey we're going to get Johnny Johnny Goudreau like no like no. you're not Johnny's not going to go to a team like that where he you know everybody knows best case scenario next year is a wild card first round exit like you're just you're not going to get those big free agents like that unless you really really do some work like um you know i think i think francis is going to be pretty active on draft day for trying to get some of these guys i think uh you know not to not to foreshadow a little bit but i think some of their targets are probably jake debrusque and uh, you know, uh, Dominic Kubalik, like th- those those kind of guys. I think if you can bring guys like that onto the team, you might have a better shot at, at signing some of these free agents. But as the team is right, in Matty Beniers definitely helps. Uh, you know, people people see that guy and, and go shit. You know, nine points in ten games is his cup of coffee last year. Like sure. that's definitely positive. Uh, but I don't know if it's enough to bring in some of these big free agent names unless Ron Francis is, you know, saying he's going to show up to their kids birthday parties for the next no, 10 years or something it's not it's there there's very few like tr- okay trying to put on my optimist hat for the kraken like there's not there i grubauer can't be as bad as he was last year right like there's no way like there's there's no like if he has another season like last year they're finding a way to get rid of his ass yeah 100 percent. like you can't have back-to-back eight you know, eight ninety eight seasons or whatever the hell he, whatever god awful goal save percentage he had. Their team save percentage was like eight eighty. That's so bad. Like Ooh, that's that's, that's fucking so gross, bad. dude. Um. So I, I mean, there's, you know, statistics show that he would. There's, there, you know, you're in a hole. The only way is up. Right. So like, there's, there's no way he can be as bad as he was last year. So like, there's, like, just statistically wise, he might do better. Um. You know, the, the the chemistry, you know, you could argue they've spent a little more time together. They might be a little more in sync. Um, oh God, that's a – I mean, what else is there? I mean, you can't. Like, you look at this roster, you're getting injured guys back, I guess. You know, you'll be, you'll sure. be fully healthy coming into it. Like, I don't think the Kraken ever had a fully healthy roster, so maybe that's – a positive right but you um, had to know Jaden schwartz was only going to give you fucking 50 60 games right yeah you know, right. like i mean they, they basically drafted in the expansion draft guys that are like well you know i'll play a three quarters of a season and and we should be all right right like, right we'll exactly <laughs> yeah um yeah that's that's been really it's just a problem i i don't i, I don't see they ha- there's been no additions like everything that they got in trades was futures and I think that's okay. I think we've talked about this before. I think Ron Francis is a very, is a good drafting GM. Sure. And so I think I think that's where he kind of found some success in Carolina was through the draft. And so for me, I, I like that they loaded up on second rounders and 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 you know that's what they should be using for some trade targets. Like 
if I'm the Kraken, there's no way those first round picks the next two years are going anywhere. That's those sure. are mine, and uh, you know we need to you know like as high as they're picking this year and then next year's potential draft of the ages, right? Like th- those two first rounders that you have of yours shouldn't go anywhere, and that's that's where you know it's just this weird feeling of like, well, we're you know Kraken are going to do a bunch of shit through trades and free agency. Well. You can't go get a guy like Debrinkat because they're going to want those first two picks. You can't go get a guy, you know, you, you can't go get some of these guys because, you know, those teams are going to want some of those high first-round picks. And if you're Ron Francis, please don't give them away or, or this team is going to be – maybe you have two years of, like, middling success and then you're going to be fucking rebuilding. Like, I, I yeah, so I, I think he's in a tricky spot, especially especially because I think he thinks – he can talk a lot of free agents into coming just based on the cap space that they have. But yeah. man alive. Yeah. Like they just, they, there's so much that they have to do with that team that it's going to be hard to get age, you know, FAs in with the team that they have now. Like, you know, yep. and, and a lot of that is just being a new team, right? Like you just don't have some of those, like you don't have a prospect pool at all anyways. Right. Like sure. you, you can't say, Hey, we got this guy coming up. You're only, you're realistically your only prospect that's worth anything in in chips is is veneers and you're not going to get rid of them right like no you know and he's already here that's like fe- that's you, that's a building piece you don't right. do that right he's already here you can't say hey we're going to I mean your defense like it's it's almost a certainty that the Kraken I, I don't want to go into the draft because we've still got to talk about new coaches but it, it's almost a certainty that the Kraken draft a defenseman yeah like that, they're yeah. the defensive core is completely depleted right and you know <laughs> it's full of fucking third pairing guys anyways so right it's not like your your top your top who's who's a top defenseman on the seattle kraken right now vince dunn larson i think if you it just really depends i think i think you could make an argument that 2a and 2b is is probably larson and dunn yeah but that's i mean but those (laughs) those are second line defensemen right yeah those are those are guys like honestly vince dunn is a guy you pair with a guy who literally just stands in front of his own net because Vince Dunn's going to he, – he's worthless on T. Right. right. Like, you know, it's yeah, exactly. So they need that top top guy. And so I'd be very, very surprised if the Kraken got rid of their first pick this year, especially at four. I'd be really surprised if they got rid of it next year because, uh, you know, unless Francis has galaxy brain like up there in, in Alberta. Right. Like, you know, let's be realistic. Like, you're getting a top 10 pick next year again anyways, right? So, let's like... Let's see if I'm missing... Let's see if I'm missing anybody now that we're sitting here thinking about it. Okay, so we got... You got... We named Dunn... Uh, Larson. I think you could Larson. make a case... Case and they, Right now, they have Elysiac on the first... I mean, granted, this was updated, you know, April 29th, but Elysiac's right. on the first line right now. I hate that so much. I love that if you can bring it, if you somehow can bring in a guy like John Klingberg, I actually like Elixiak on the first uh, okay, because he's but, a big, te- big, big dude shutdown, right? Like that's, all right, I'm gonna name, I'm gonna name every single Kraken defenseman very fast. Vince Dunn, second line mm, defenseman. Adam mm-hmm. Larson, second line defenseman. Jamie right. Elixiak, second to third line defenseman. Mm-hmm. Carson Soucy is a third line defenseman. Mm-hmm. William Borgen is a second to third line defenseman. Mm-hmm. Dennis Cholowski is a third line defenseman to AHL defenseman, mm-hmm. and Derek Pilat is an AHL defenseman. <laughs> let me add one. Let me add one name in there that I think we need to be a little bit more excited about. He played okay. really good at the end of the season. Uh, Kale Flurry. So actually, 
Hayden's younger brother. Flurry, I think is, yeah. He's he's probably I think his ceiling is probably second line, but I, that's a that's a nice. But there are, there aren't nice there piece. is no there is no first line defenseman quarterback on this team. No, hundred percent. There is there is no one there is not one of those guys has the capability of quarterbacking a power play. And the two options that Kraken have it for this year are are realistically top line defensemen. So I think yeah I think if we see it, like if we see them trade that away. Uh, there's a good chance Francis is on a very very short leash. Yeah, it's it's not good. Um, your only your only hope is that you're hoping that Jordan Everlay has a rebound season. You're yeah. hoping that Yanni Gord with his feet under him actually has a decent season. You're hoping that Jared McCann can keep doing what he did last year. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, as as much as I've been riding that guy, like I, riding him in a good way, not in a bad way. Yeah. Um. Yeah, um, I, I I think that it's possible that he has some regression. Yeah, uh, he yeah. he had a good season. Like he was he was. I don't I don't even think that that's really a hot take. I, he was he was their best player last year. Yeah, hundred percent. He was their most consistent player last year. He um, on, he honestly to me, there's only two guys on the forward group, and and even in the prospect pipeline. I mean, I guess you could say Witherton too, but. Yeah. Uh, kind of, but Beniers and, and McCann are really the only thing that you have. Really, like you know, you look at Gord, you look at Everly, you look at Shorts. Those are those guys are on the wrong side of thirty. Yeah, and he, he, like if Francis can somehow bring in some twenty four, twenty five year olds, mm-hmm. I think I think that's okay. I think that's a little bit more of a plan than basically saying. We're gonna go get more fucking over thirty guys, and we're gonna make a put. We're, we can beat Colorado. Like, I swear to God, if Alex Wenberg starts on the first line one more time, I'm gonna put my I'm gonna put my head through a wall. So we can. Do you want me to go over my? You you want me to like really <laughs> deep dive into Kraken right now? Because he's gone for me. I he needs to be gone. No, he's not gone though. Like that's that's the problem. He, that's the but, thing though. Like they're gonna keep him on. He they're gonna. Yeah. He needs to be a third to fourth line center. Like, yeah, that, like, if if you're getting A plus Alex Wenberg, he's a third line center. You know what they're paying him to? An egregious amount of money. It's between four and six. I know that he's for sure. Not worth that even a little bit. He's never been worth that. He had no. one season where he might have been worth that. He had and he had like what like out of all the bad things that Francis is like this that resigning him is. The, okay, maybe resigning him is the bad way. Resigning him for what he signed for is maybe the biggest mistake that Francis has made. That man, Alex Wenberg, is a third to fourth line center who can pass the puck, and that's it. He has no shot. He's not dynamic. He can't drive a line. It, it's it's not like he's just not good, and he's certainly not worth four to six. He's worth half that. Shout out to his agent though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Like it's honestly like him and Win- like him and Winberg got together, got a nice cup of coffee. They were going into yeah. meetings with yeah. Francis, and his agent yeah. was like, "Hey, what do you want?" And, and Winberg's right. just you know sauced already. Like he's Winberg, still drunk. He, he didn't have had a good season. He didn't even have like a good stretch. He had like a good shift, and Francis is like, "Whoa, I got to resign this guy." Yeah, this guy is. He had a solid. He had a places. solid practice. Like one morning, like everybody, the whole team was hung over, and Wenberg didn't go out with them the night before because he was too busy using his tape to tape passer because that's the only thing that he can fucking do. Uh-huh. He was at home. He was at home with that self returning passer. Yeah, 
Yeah, just 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 saucing it up. Just so much sauce. Just hot suey sauce. Only practice Francis went to, and he's like, "Holy shit, who's this guy?" Yeah, and he's like, "Oh my god, look at the tape to tape on this guy." Wow, just gotta, absolute magnets. Got to sign. I, I I I'm not even gonna pay attention to the fact that he can't lift the puck off the ice with his shot, but he uses a straight blade. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh Christ! Oh, I hope so. I really. Oh, uh, I really do too. Um, no, I mean, but even on the IRs, like Brandon Tenev, like he's a great locker room guy. But he's, you know, any other he's team, Tenev's a third. He's a third line guy. Jaden Schwartz is obviously a bust at this point. Like I don't. I, I mean, maybe that's premature for me to say, but I, in my book, he's a bust. Like right. the guy's done. Yeah, he's and not I, not to be confused with Vince Dunn. Yeah, I mean, he's Schwartz has never been. I don't think Schwartz has ever played a full season to begin with, which is a, a, he had a huge one, red flag for me. He had he had that one William Carlson year where he put up like forty forty five goals. Yeah, it's that's, and then yeah, but how do we not see through that shit? I just don't. Be, like I feel like I I understand we're just sitting behind a mic, but like come on, dude, like we can see this shit. How do we? Right, he had he had one solid season where just the, the stars and it happens. Like I said, what. William Carlson with the with the Vegas Golden Knights, like he hit that forty, he had that forty goal season, and then hasn't even gotten to twenty. You know, it's because someone pissed in his fucking Wheaties because he was getting traded around already, and yeah. they drafted him, and so he had a chip on his shoulder, and he fucking killed it. He, you know, right? Well, and I mean that's that season was just like yeah, that was a, a fairy tale season. season. That's yeah, a miracle. It was a yeah. miracle season. Um, now Carlson's doing what Carlson does, so. Um, which is a second to third line center, which is right. which is fine, which is fine. Like there's no there's no there's no problems with that. But like don't like just because Jaden Schwartz had one good season, you know, that's that's like overpaying for that one guy in Buffalo that's still there. Um, not Verona, Vanek. Oh, Thomas Vanek. Yeah, Thomas Vanek. He had that one season where he just killed it, and then they re- then they gave him a fucking payday, and now he can't even you know. Oh, are you talking about? Are you thinking about Skinner? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Skinner. Thank Skinner. You. Thank Skinner. You. Yeah. 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 Skinner, the fucking figure skater. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, no. That's I, bad. Um, let's. Uh, I. I know we could talk about the Kraken for the next fucking hour. Let's. Right. L- we need to. We need to go into the coaches real quick. Okay. Um, which I mean, we could even hit on the the Kraken here and talk about you know whether Hextall's. I. I mean, I know you're not supposed to fire the coach in the first you know second year, but do do you okay? We'll start with that. Let's let's talk coaching. But we'll start with the Kraken since we're already talking about that. Like, say the Kraken have another similar season to last year. Is Hextall on the hot seat? He's gone. Are you, oh, he's gone. He should be gone. I, honestly, like, I, I, I honestly think, I th- especially if Francis does make some of these moves, right? Think, think about this. Let me, let me paint you a beautiful picture here. Yeah. Somehow Francis is able to convince John Klingberg, Nazem Kadri. It, you know, and is able to maybe trade for a couple, you know, good, or one of them, or one of them even, right? Like, if he's able to bring in some of these big free agents, make a few trades, say he brings in DeBrusque somehow, and Hackstall gets out to a twenty game, you know, fucking five, ten, and five, right? Yeah, uh, he needs to be on the hot seat because not only did Francis actually do what he was supposed to go do, right? Like that's what GMs are supposed to do, right? He sure. has now shown two years in a row that he just he can't optimize a lineup, right? Like he he pulled Grubauer from one of his better seasons. Playing in Colorado obviously helps, but and now he's the shittiest goal in the league. 
he yep. had all of the you know supposed to be a defensive team and this team is letting in like you know fifth most goals in the fucking league yeah like, that was their thing they were going to play low scoring high competitive you know grinder right. hockey 3 3 that 2 was, wins right that's what three, yeah, two that's wins. what we were or 3 2 losses 3 2 losses you know, right like, i mean yeah, exactly instead you've got you know 7 to 3 games right and i think we're 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 just getting the, our fucking doors blown off yeah and i think i think it's interesting the coaching stuff is super interesting because this year i think besides trots and may in in DeBoer maybe to a smaller level like there really wasn't anybody that should have like like god forbid they brought in torts this year um there really wasn't anybody who like I could I could feel myself getting excited about besides no, Trotz, and those obviously. guys probably don't want to go to a rebuilding team, right? I mean, like, the only in one, all honesty, yeah. Trotz at this point is not wanting to go to a team that is, you know, like he's not going to Buffalo. No, he wants he wants another cup within the next three years, right? Like he sure. that's what he he wants to see some sort of progression. So sure, um, and so from that, like I I think I think. You know, kind of holding pat, especially after, you know, one year where we can look at the expansion draft and go, uh, well, Francis and, and team kind of fucked this up anyways. Um, you know, I think we can give him a, at least another little bit of a, a peeksy poo at 22, 23 for Hackstall. But he's got to be on a short leash. There's just there's no excuse for how shitty they were, especially in a division with the Sharks and the Ducks. Right. And, like, come right. on, like. You know they had to they had to show out a little bit better than I mean playing the Coyotes pretty you know a few games every you know like they just they shouldn't have put up the record that they did because mm-hmm. they had essentially you know forwards who were mostly second and third line guys like you should have at least been somewhat competitive for for mm-hmm. at least a good chunk of the season and he just wasn't and I think that you know a lot of that does fall onto defense. No, they were laughably bad. They were laughably bad, but I think I think some of that does fall onto like the power play was garbage. The you know, um, no, I mean nothing. They didn't do anything was good. well. Right, nothing was nothing. Literally, was good. nothing was good. So I think he. I think if he's not on the hot seat, like if we see him go a full season next year, okay, I, I understand that. Especially if Francis can't bring in some of these free agents, I. I get that i could give him one more year especially with literally nobody in the it's, pipeline it's the lame it's the lame duck coach argument like okay i'm not gonna shell out good money for a team that's bad like you know right. even even barry trotz comes in here this team's still bad so i'm i'm just gonna have like he's a placeholder until i can get so, so i understand i understand that a little bit that's he's like a the smiling Blash Hill. face yeah. yeah it's like the detroit Blashill thing you know detroit mm-hmm. kept Blashill because you know this is this is a bad team. I need a. I'm not going to shell out big money for a coach that just you know even Barry Trotz couldn't turn this team around. Right. So I'll just keep a placeholder here. Um, okay, I agree with you. Um, I, oh, I. I mean, I think they should fire him already. But that's. Right. I understand that that might be they a just, hot take. That's not really a business decision. Like that's no, just I, not I understand what they why do. they don't. But he definitely. I just don't think that he's any he is not the man this team he is not going to get this team to the playoffs like that's just not what he's going to do other side of that argument burnett yeah right yeah burnett burnett could be a solid a solid choice i, I mean I agree. you know but i mean like that's the same thing like he, oh i don't we we didn't want to give him the full-time coach and we didn't want to bring him give back him, yeah and, give him a give him a chance worst case scenario sure. you, you can't get any worse yeah that's 100 percent true so roll the dice on a guy that just took a team to a president's trophy right you know, right. like, it's, yep. yeah, you roll the dice. 
Okay, um, we're gonna. I've got an ESPN article pulled up. Current job openings um, and and hirings for um, uh, for for this uh, this up this list is a little little outdated. Well, no, I guess it's updated now. Okay, so you've got San Jose Sharks just fired Bob uh, Bugner. Bugner. Yeah, Booner. So I don't know how Booner, to say it. whatever his name is. Um, uh, the Sharks fired Bob Bruner and his staff on July 1st. In three seasons as head coach, Bruner led the Sharks to a 67-85-23 and record and failed to make the playoffs each season. So no shocking uh, – I think the only thing that's weird here is that they fired him so late. Like, right. we're clo- I mean, we're, we're what, three, four days from the draft? Yeah, it, it just – yeah, it does seem a little – like they, The he, timing is they, weird. The timing is weird. I'm not that's saying that one. he doesn't deserve to get fired, but they should have fired him when the season ended. Yeah, 100%. So, and you've got a, there's a new GM in there, right? Too, right? Uh, I don't know if they've actually replaced that GM, but I think okay. that probably plays a role in why he was let go so late. Sure, that, that makes sense. So, you know, no, no, there. I'm not even gonna try to speculate on speculate on the shark. The sharks could hire a fucking clown for all I care. I don't, yeah, I don't care. Chance Watson or something. Yeah, fuck, fuck sharks. I don't. I don't care. <laughs> uh, Winnipeg Jets um, have picked up a bonus. Yeah, uh, coming coming from Dallas. Um, I think Bonus is actually a solid coach. Yeah. Um, I don't know if he's elite. Like he's not the top five, but no. he's he's good. He's a fresh face in there in yeah. Winnipeg, right? I think the problem is is that I just don't know with with Winnipeg being so aggressively average at the moment. I don't know if this coach is going to move that needle. This is a team for me that should probably be in a re- – they probably should have been selling a few pieces this summer. Agreed. I think they're they're trying to hold on to something here, yeah. and I just don't – I don't know. I, Someone's got a twinkle in their eye somewhere. There's And I agree. Like, this is not a situation where I, – I don't know. There's hope, – hope is dangerous, and you've got enough guys on this team to where you still have hope. Mm. Like, you have arguably one of the best goalies in the league. You've got Kyle Connor, who's – amazing you've got shifley um i know they're taking offers on pierre luc dubois he's been aggressively mediocre yeah um like i mean you've you've got pieces here that are good um your problem is just defense like i i I don't know how many times you and i have said it like this defense needs to be rebuilt yeah i think if if there if there is another team that needs a guy like klingberg more than any other team or chikrin if you're looking at arizona that's this team Yep, this team does not have defense at all. I agree. Neil Pionk, but, but like that's it, right? But as far as a hiring of bonus, I think that's great. I think that's totally yeah, great. that's fine. I think so. I was kind of reading up on it. I think he just he left, right? He just he kind of quit the yep. Dallas Stars. So I mean, it's not like not like he was canned. He just I think he had some shit going on. So uh, yeah, not a, not a bad hiring. I don't mind that one. No, I don't. I don't either. Uh, going to the Bruins, pick up Jim Montgomery. Yeah, to replace Mr. Bruce. Bruce Cassidy, um, who went to Vegas. Who went to Vegas, yep. So a little bit of a carousel there. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, Bruins Bruins need something. So I think they just need a fresh face. Basically, the GM, I think it's Sweeney. So the GM basically came out and was like, hey, you know, like, love what Cassidy was able to do, but it just wears on you as a player. It's the same, similar to Trot's stuff. So, sure. you know, I think I think that's kind of where they were at with their coach. And so yeah. bringing in a fresh face, maybe get, you know, maybe uh, maybe this Berger one's definitely a, another one. This one's definitely a wild card to me. You know, I, yeah. I, I I'm not going to reserve and say that this is good or bad. I don't I honestly don't know. Um, 
I mean, I know he was head coach for Dallas, and then I I think most recently he was an assistant for St. Louis. Mm. Um, I, I don't I don't hate it. I think Jim McGrimmery's it, – it, I don't know. I, I don't know how this will affect the team. Um, I think – I don't – to be honest, we, you and I talked about Boston a little bit in the last couple episodes. Uh, I, I don't – I think Boston's issues are not behind the bench. Coach-related, like, yeah. You, you've got – you're – you are getting – dangerously close to the time where you need to start a rebuild right um the air the, the window is closing very rapidly yeah i agree i honestly between these two coaches so they're you know bringing up the dallas connection here i would i think i would much rather have bonus so um you know I, the montgomery one is is an interesting one because i don't know if it's even an upgrade from cassidy right like no you I, know. oh it's, i definitely think it's a downgrade right exactly um I definitely think it's a downgrade. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so that's that's definitely an interesting one, and it, it'll be interesting kind of jumping ship a little bit over to Vegas. It'll be interesting to see how Cassidy does. I think, I think that's a, a that's a good candidate team for you know so maybe some of that hard nose structure. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I, it'll be interesting to kind of see how he meshes with you know guys like Eichel and and Stone. Stone to me just seems like he's just a coach's favorite dude like he's yeah. just a player's yeah. dude like he's yeah. just that hockey player you want on your team all the time so great locker room guy great locker room guy i mean and and you know he also can win the selkie every year he's not fucking playing 30 right. games only right. so uh, yeah it'll be interesting to see how Cassidy does over there but i think i honestly you know i don't like DeBoer. So I honestly, I, I look at Cassidy and that's almost an upgrade from DeBoer for me. So uh, yeah. I think, I think oh, Vegas well, did pretty well there. I agree. I agree. Uh, moving to the Chicago Blackhawks, they pick up uh, assistant coach with the Montreal Canadiens, Luke Richardson. Sure. Um, this Right. Sure. It doesn't matter. This <laughs> Chicago is firmly embracing a rebuild. Um, they, they just need a placeholder there that doesn't mind, you know, if – if Chicago is a 500 team next year, it's a positive. That's a win, right? That's, that's definitely right. a if, win. If they're if they're if they're 500, it's it's been a good season, right? So they're they're firmly into a rebuild. I I think that you know I I know Blackhawks general management is getting pushback from Kane and Taze. You know they're winners and they don't want to go. They don't want to be a part of a rebuild, uh, but they don't want to leave. Like right. they don't want to leave though. That's the problem. Is like they're not like. Okay, I want to go somewhere that's competing. Like, no, they want the Blackhawks to be competitive, and it's you know, you're when your two stars are kind of dictating team policy, it mm-hmm. kind of sucks. Will um, will that will, will that team ever win again with Kaner and Taves on the team? No, no, not. Yeah, I don't think be, so. And it's not their fault. No, it's, it's not, not their fault. It's it's the it's the, Leon, it, it's the Leon Dreisaitl, Connor McDavid effect. You're just you're you can only drag a team some well. That, okay, but that's a bad comparison. Like Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taze are not Leon Draisaitl and Connor McDavid. I mean, um, they they were at the time when they were winning cups, though. Yeah, they were. There was there was a time, but right. now they're more supporting players, not drag a team kind of thing. Definitely, and they're um, getting they need, rid of. They're they're trying to move on from a guy, one of the only guys on that roster that is kind of a fucking needle mover. So. Right, right. I, I mean, Tay and Taze is just. I mean, I I'm not. I'm not going as far as say he's bad now. But he's a shadow of what he once was. I would, Taze, I, w- I would honestly, I would have a hard time not. Taze is not him. a game breaker anymore. I'd have a hard time putting him anywhere besides the third line at this time, like this point in his career. Right. I mean, you, I, know? you won't, you won't. He's no, gonna you're play not going to second line minutes. Right. But, um, but yeah, this this team is bad. 
I don't know anything about Luke Richardson. I mean, it sounds like Luke was trying to get off of the sinking ship that is Montreal, um, and he just jumped onto another sinking ship. So, well, you know, it's a head coach. But, but he's right? a, but he's a head coach of. But he's he's the he's the head of this sinking ship. Yeah, so he's it's the okay. captain now. So yeah, now he's captain of this sinking ship. So <laughs> uh, it's fine. I honestly, you could put anybody there. It doesn't matter. You could you could put Barry Trotz behind. You know, bring, you could bring back Joe Quinville. Like it doesn't matter. Like right. the, the Blackhawks are firmly in the middle of a rebuild. And it's just not going to – it just it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who's there. I don't know anything about Luke Richardson. Um, it, maybe maybe he was instrumental in, you know, the Montreal miracle run in the fake season. Yeah. Um, but whatever. I, I just don't – this isn't – This it's not going to do anything. Sorry, Chicago fans. This is super uh, – this, this really ties into what we're talking about right now. So in an interview with Barry Trotz, he said, I was actually hoping to start next season with the Islanders. So huh. – it kind of came as a, as a surprise for him that he wasn't gonna wasn't gonna show back up. So, right. uh, interesting shit going on in the aisle. I, honestly, I, that team could take a fucking huge dump. I yeah. mean, huge. Like you know, you got Parise yep. on a on a shit bad. contract. Like you just really bad. Palmieri. Like you just you have too many of those older guys. With you know, you're gonna bring in anybody you bring in is gonna be worse than Trotz in my opinion. So, like, what, well, what, are, you, and what are you gonna do? They, yeah, we'll we'll get there in a second. They're 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 on this list. Um, Dallas Stars bringing Pete DeBoer. Uh, you and I talked about already. We're not huge DeBoer fans. Yeah. Um, yeah. Minor minor stuff from San Jose, but I'm gonna as as somebody who follows Vegas very closely, um, he just didn't move the needle at all. Mm-hmm. In fact, I think he was a minor. Like Gerard Gallant's a better coach than him. Right, hundred percent. I don't I don't think that that is any. I don't think there's anything to debate there. Um, there's one he might, Peter he might have been a, he might have been a little friendlier with the front office but that sure. doesn't mean that he's a good coach there's just like, one like Peter DeBoer's son listens to this or something and he's just pissed right. now <laughs> fucking kidding me he's got to get off to a kid's birthday party because he's a fucking clown <laughs> oh I would um, pay them. I would pay for that yeah I would I don't pay. even have kids for my dog's birthday party <laughs> <laughs> you can get a sweet deal. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, he's going to go into Dallas. Uh, D- Dallas is going to be aggressively mediocre. Um, honestly, Dallas is a team that has been overachieving for a few years now. I agree. Um, it's a solid team, but it's n- like I kind of put them in the same boat as like Winnipeg. Mm. Like they're just aggressively average. Um, but unfortunately they're also in the same boat as Winnipeg is like, it's, it's not a, you're aggressively average and you're on your way up. It's you're aggressively average and you're on the way down. Like you're, you're a, you're, your team is one line and Jake Oninger. Right. Like that, that's it. Like your, your two previous headliners, the guys that you'd put on your marquee banner in front of the arena are no longer good. Jamie Ben is aggressively mediocre and Tyler Sagan, I mean, is really, I mean, arguably bad. He's just fucking partying now, dude. Yeah, he's. You could you could argue that he's he's done. Like so, um, like your best players. I mean, when when Joe Pavelski is one of your best players, there's a problem. Yeah, you might have to hang him up. Yeah, uh, that when 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 that's getting knocked down. I mean, positives. Rupe Hints might have might continue his growth. Um, Dennis Gorianov might have a breakout season. He he had the sophomore slump, um, but we'll we'll see. Like he's he's due for a rebound. Um, your defense your defensive core is 
arguably solid. Yeah, Heiskanen, I mean, you know, yes, you're losing Klingberg, but Heiskanen's the better defender there anyways. So sure. I, I like, sure. you know, I actually, I like some of their... Uh, I like some of their pieces that they really do have in place. This is, but. This is a good, solid defensive team. It's, it's kind of like Winnipeg in the sense that, like, it's just, like, your strengths are just overshadowed by your weak. But but instead of, you know, Winnipeg is just so depleted in defense, Dallas is depleted. Like, there is no offensive depth on this team. If As soon as that first line comes off the ice, they're a bad hockey team. So I don't I, I don't know... What else you can really do? All right, moving on. Detroit Red Wings. Um, they moved in. We, we, as we just learned, Derek Lalonde. 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 Uh, great, great uh, junior. Well, not junior, but like you know, under under career um, in the U- USHL, ECHL, ECHL. Yeah. Uh, you know, AHL. You can give or take what that record is, but he was he was an ass coach for the the Stanley Cup champion Tampa Bay Lightning. So. Um, I he think dealt I, mostly in asses. So much ass. So yeah. much ass. Good for him. What yeah. a stud. Um, I think uh, this is uh, this is a good dude. Um, seems like I mean you know pedigree. He's unproven, but you know what? Eiserman's picked three coaches in his time. All of them, yeah. all of them unproven. Um, Blashill. You know he decided to keep Blashill. That wasn't his pick. Um. But fucking uh, Cooper, Cooper, Cooper yep. was unproven, and now so, so I I I appreciate Eiserman not joining the coach carousel. Love that, yeah, I, I absolutely I love, that. love I, that. I absolutely hate like this this idea that we just trade coaches and hope like, hope hope a different like yeah these like right. these guys, like the game is evolving and people have new ideas and it's just I don't know we'll we'll see I'm 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 cautiously optimistic. Um, not just because of him, but even with the roster just getting better uh, mm-hmm. for the Red Wings, I think that uh, I think it's going to be a good thing. He tried to temper expectations uh, in his recent thing, which, you know, as a as a fanboy, I would have hoped that he was a little more rah rah. But mm. yeah, um, I think he probably sees the Iser plan right now. Oh, so yeah. like, you know what I mean? So oh, he's he's probably like, shit, man. I I, I got a year to kind of get my feet wet and and kind of see what we have, and then yeah, watch out years two and three you know if this that that'll really be the telltale sign yeah. uh but he's got a he's got a winning pedigree at this point right so like shit you know you just you gotta at least give it a shot and yeah i love not recycling these fucking coaches I, unless unless you're looking at a guy like trots or you're looking at a yeah. guy like you know there, th- those kind of guys exceptions sure but, you know i don't know like half half the guys that we just talked about that got are getting recycled i just don't know like bonus is just so bleh yeah, I you mean, know. should we should should we be recycling fucking like if you're Peter gonna, DeBoer if, every if fucking two years? No. Yeah, if you're considering Peter DeBoer a bonus, then just get then then go with a wild card, right? Like try yeah. try to get something that actually is you you know what you're getting with those guys, which is like above average hockey, right? But they they haven't pushed like they haven't pushed over no. the threshold no. yet, like. Well, who's gonna, who says they're going to do it with, you know, the Detroit Red Wings? Who says they're going to do it with the fucking, right. you know, right. Seattle Kraken? Like, come on. Like, let's let's bring some fresh blood in here. And I, so I really like that. I, honestly, like, other GMs really – and I, I really am excited. I know we talk about our two fucking Homer teams all the time. But, like, yeah. uh, Verbeek being under Iserman for so long, like, I just I – have, I have high hopes for 
you know, him because he just he's able to learn from arguably one of the best GMs that we've seen in a, in a while. So, yep. you know, I, I think, I think, yeah, it's definitely, this is, I think it's a good pickup. I don't know who the fuck he is, but we'll, no, you know, we'll kind of see, you, you just want to, you want to see some of that progress. You don't it's want now this It's now his time to prove it, but that's, right. but that's good. Right. Like, like let's yep, get 100%. some new, let's get some new blood into this and stop thinking that the same guys that have been doing this since like 2002 are the best answer. Like I, we're going to get down to it here in a second. But the Flyers are fucking dumb. Like, the Flyers are hilariously it's dumb. so bad. Uh, anyway, okay. Um, Edmonton Oilers uh, bring in, uh, re-sign actually, interim coach Jay Woodcroft. Um, I don't, I'm not convinced on this guy. Sure. But he's, but he's earned it. But he's earned it. Sure. He's earned it. it um, as long as he has McDavid and Dreisaitl's ear, like, you can't do worse than, you know, first round, yeah, right? I, like, I'm, not, I'm not sold that he's the guy. Is he better than Dave Tippett? Absolutely. I don't. I mean, if Dave Tippett gets another coaching job in this league, I fucking swear to God that whoever does it is should be fired immediately. Dave Tippett does not deserve. He is not a fucking his his style is so antiquated and so easy to. It's hilarious. It's it's so easy and so like predictable that any team that's operating under his system knows exactly how to beat him. But chance he was a head coach in Arizona for like. Six years for that one He's got, time that they made it be to working. like the semi-conference final. That was the only time I think, right? Like yeah. they they really only made the playoffs like one year under. And they had like Shane. They? That was like the Shane Doan era. Yeah, the yeah. end of uh, it. But yeah, no, I'm not that guy. Is his style is so predictable and in it and I I mean I knew it was bad when he came in. Um, like his style was not going to work with Connor McDavid. No. Um, it just, it was a, it was a bad hire. Um, Ken Holland's a dipshit though. Yeah. Well, and we're, I mean that, that's, the team's just in disarray. Like I, I think this is, this is a fine thing. Like I'm, you know, if they went out and got somebody new, that's it's, I wouldn't be surprised, Mm -hmm. but getting, getting this team to the conference final is impressive. I mean, whether, whether we, we give a lot of shit to Edmonton for being a flawed team and they are a flawed team. But you know, um, beating who did they beat in the first round? L.A. L.A. I mean, that's a that's a scrappy over you know punching over their weight. L.A. team like you needed to win that. Yeah. Um, I think going to seven is probably frightening. Yeah, it's but, a little scary. Um, but it's a little scary. Uh, but then I mean, beating Calgary is is an accomplishment. Right. Like that's that's impressive. And I like, think that's and I think the difference between Woodcroft and uh, Burnett is he was able to get over that hump, right? Like. Yep. Yep. You know, you look at Florida, if he would have somehow beat Tampa, he's yep. got that coaching job down there, right? Yep. But he could just couldn't, even with that roster down there, which is just stupid good. Like, he just, he was afraid to kind of change some of his shit that worked during the, the season up during the playoffs, and, and he doesn't have a job for it, <laughs> you know? Yep. Uh, whereas Woodcroft kind of stuck with his guns, and, and yeah, honestly, that, that Calgary series I mean, sealed his Going his to the fate, conference so. final and losing, I mean, even though you got swept, there, that's, it's, it's a good team. It's a good team. You have a flawed team. Like you were not expected to win that series. Um, you know, you could you could nitpick and say you should have maybe made it a little closer. Sure. But honestly, I, Colorado's. It's just there's. No, That's a juggernaut, dude. Like it's like it's you're you're it's they're so good and they're so deep um, compared to your team that just has literally no depth. Right. Um, yeah. It's I, I don't. Yeah. I, you can't fault the guy. I think he did turn the team around from when Tippett was there. He deserves to at least get another shot. So I'm yeah. okay with that. Yep. Hundred percent. Yep. Um, the Florida Panthers bring in Paul Maurice. Eh. Uh, 
Uh, yeah, this is a this is a big eh. Um, it's because this guy is not Joe Quinville. Um, I'm not saying that Andrew Burnett did anything to. I mean, the President's Trophy. Florida's in a great division, uh, or in a in a. I mean, it's the, it's rightly deserved. That's a good team. Mm-hmm. Um, but it very much showed that he was a rookie coach at this. He got out coached by Cooper a lot. He almost got out coached against the Caps. So yeah, I mean, it, yeah. he got. He was. It was very apparent that when. It came to actually seriousness. Um, it, it was his. It was his good team getting him through the season, not mm, him. That's yeah, um, and I agree. So it, it's not you know, President's Trophy in my book is worth nothing. Right. So I, I, I I'm not surprised here. Um, now, do I think Andrew Burnett deserves another shot? Absolutely. Right. Well, I'd be interested um, but, to see where he he's got to land something. Right. I think yeah, I think he's, he he's, definitely gets a maybe he'll go somewhere shot. Um, but it was a battlefield promotion for being an assistant coach. I think he he. You know, if he becomes Paul Maurice's assistant coach, I think that's great. Yeah, why um, not? It, 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 yeah. But here, and that's a great way to look at it because then you have success as an assistant coach next year again. Uh, yep. Yeah, you got another another shot at a head coach job somewhere. So, yep, I, yeah, I don't mind I that. And Paul, um, Paul Maurice is fine. I mean, he's he's an he's, upgrade. I think yeah, still, he's, he's led that Winnipeg team for a while. Um, a team that you and I talked about, of you know, already a lot. He's it's flawed. You know, so. Um, yeah, I think Paul Maurice is going to do just fine. I don't know if he's going to be enough to get them over the hump, but we'll see. Um, I mean, Florida is Florida's definitely in a position to make another run. So I'm excited to see – I always love to see coaches and players that can get out of Canadian markets. Yeah. Uh, just to kind of see what they can do. I mean, you look at Freddie Anderson. That's a perfect example, right? Like, yeah. you just – you know, it's nice to see, like, kind of what their true colors are when they don't when, – when, when they're not basically not getting death threats after a fucking – loss right right? like right you know that 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 to me will be interesting to see kind of how he responds there so and and they did it right i think you know it'd be one thing to go oh you know burnett we'll see where he goes 20 games into the season you don't have that option with a team like florida that team is in win now mode right so like yeah you bring in a guy like paul maurice like he's got all summer to work with the guys you know got all summer to to kind of focus on you know what got he got to get more than what one power play goal in the playoffs right so I mean, so you know, so it'll be interesting to see what he does there. But uh, yeah, that's Winnipeg, that's an Winnipeg upgrade. Is, I mean, he's he does well with what he's got. I mean, True. Kyle Connor, Kyle Connor has flourished under the guy. So well, and um, he, yeah, and like we said earlier, he he has coached through the uh, Bufflin leaving years yep, and has yep. been okay at least, right? So yeah, it'll be interesting to see what he can do with an actual roster, I guess. So yeah, um, the next two teams we're going to talk about the last two because we already talked about Vegas with. With we, we talked about in the previous episode, mm-hmm. um, these two teams I, iron, I could fight for who's going to fall the fastest to the bottom. Oh. Uh, New York Islanders and Philadelphia Flyers. Um, Islanders bring in Lane Lambert, a longtime assistant under Barry Trotz. Uh, this he's this is uh, they could be they could be bad this year. So let like, me the Islanders could really be bad this year. Let me throw a hot take at you. Okay, hit me with it. I think I think Islanders could still make the playoffs, and let me tell you why. Okay. I think I, I, just from what it sounds like listening to Lamorello talk about the players kind of being sick of Trotz's system, okay. uh, bringing in a guy like Lambert, who they're used to, they've probably he's probably been in a lot of these players' ears, and so sure. they like what they've heard from him, kind of thing. 
I think they could easily come out to a hot start because they're mm-hmm. energized and jazzed to be playing under, you know, a guy who maybe some of the team likes. Uh, different systems, you know, a little bit of fresher face, hockey. Uh, so I think that fresh, that hot start could push them into a playoff spot. But mm-hmm. I, I think, yeah, I mean, if you're an Islanders fan and you're thinking that Lambert's going to come in and you're an Islanders are going to be perennial playoff contenders again for the next five years, yeah, it's just, it's just it's a tall order. That's a hot take because uh, I, I just don't have that optimism there. And yeah. it's, it's, not, it's not all based on the coaching change and the Islanders. It's, it's not necessarily on them. I think they're an above-average hockey team. Yeah. But in the East, like, okay, let's recap real quick the teams that made the playoffs in the East. Washington, Boston, Tampa, Toronto, Florida, Pittsburgh, New York, Carolina. Okay, teams that are definitely going to make the playoffs again. Carolina, Florida, Toronto, Tampa, probably at Rangers at this point. Ranger, uh, I could see them having some regression as well, depending on who they, they lose. Yeah, I think I think Shesterkin, I they're they're on the upswing for sure. But um, like looking at teams that are like getting better, like here's my hot take because I already said that Detroit will make the playoffs. Um, I think they're going to get bounced in the first round, but I think that Detroit makes the playoffs this year. Um, I don't mind that. Let, let me, let me, I'll go the other direction with you. So I think there's okay. three teams to me that I can highlight that basically say Boston could fall out. Yes. I think Washington Caps, could fall out. And I think pens and the pens could. Fall so out. I think there's three realistically so, three spots more so on the pens. Right. So I, th- especially, yeah, Malkin basically said he's not coming back. So I think, I think with that, you're looking at three spots that are up for grabs and some but of those teams, Philly, You've got feeling that's made no discernible changes God, except no. for Torts, who's just Torts is just going to play to overtime, and you're going to get you're going to get fucking just loser points galore. And even if they somehow grab a wild card spot, which I don't think is good enough, they're they're just they're, they're, they're Philadelphia is bad. Like Philadelphia is going to be bad. Um, I think this idea of like oh they're going to make a splash, we're not done yet. They're, they're they need to they need to rebuild. It's a bad team. Yeah, I think um, I think if you're looking at guys like Travis Kognekny and and Joel Farabee in his second what second or third season to to make a push yeah. towards sixty to eighty points to lead your yep. team into the playoffs, That's I think yeah, I think you're looking pretty scary right now. So yeah, um, I think I think the Caps remain. Um, I yeah. don't think yeah. they're done. They're done. I don't think they're done just yet. So I think I'm gonna I'm gonna write the Capitals in there. Um, I'm gonna even say Boston is not bad enough to i mean they finished the season 51 26 and 5 that's still really good yeah it's pretty damn good um they're they're the, the perfection they're it's more of like when we're critical of boston it's that like the window is closing mm-hmm. we know like it's the window's soon. still there yeah. yeah if you if if we look back on this day and we're like boston won the cup next year like i that's not outside of the realm of possibility yeah i think you look at i'd much rather i'd much rather be in a position where I have Brad Marchand and fucking uh, Pasta yep. on my yep. as my you know seventy to ninety point getters so, right like my, I'd much rather have week, that. But my weak teams are Pittsburgh and the Rangers. I honestly think the Rangers very much punched above the belt this year. They had one of those miracle seasons, and mm-hmm. I I'm not saying it's going to be a a drastic decline like Montreal, you know, like Stanley Cup final to last place. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to be that, but I definitely think that they overachieved this year. Sure. Um, you know, and just statistically speaking, like Shesterkin had an amazing year. The odds of him putting up another similar season are, I just don't know if he can do it twice in a row. That, that being said, he's really good. So um, what if that's, possible. what if that's where Kadri goes? How do you feel about him? 
I don't know if Kadri moves. He moves the needle, but I don't know if he moves the needle that much. Yeah, I um, think this, again, this is still a flawed. This is still, I, right, I, again, right. Shosturkin, Shosturkin makes up for a lot of flaws on this team. Um, it's a it's a two line team, and the defense outside of Fox is, and Truba to a you know I I'd listen to an argument of Truba, but outside of those two guys, this is not there is no defense on this team. So. Yeah, you, you've got a goalie that very much makes up for a lot of defensive problems. Yeah, um, I, I think I think they go well with as many young guys as they have on the front end. I yeah. think they go. I think if if they're looking anywhere, it's going to be on that defense. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I I, I I I wouldn't. I won't disagree. And again, with you. I think we're I think we're not necessarily like who'd they get? So then Rangers beat in the first round Pittsburgh, right? Yes. And then who'd they play in the next round? Uh Carolina. Carolina. Okay. And then so I mean the win against Pittsburgh is they were bang, banged up big time yeah, Pittsburgh. I'm not I'm up. not too impressed with that and they went to 7. Um the Carolina I think Carolina just underperformed. Yeah. Um they they, they just didn't show up. Like I think the Rangers were like it was one of those teams where you're like, "Oh, we're now we're going to do this." And Chesterkin was dragging them into the playoffs. Um I just we, we see that that's more of those one hit wonder things than a consistency. Mm. I just don't like that's you know that's Carey Price dragging Montreal into the Stanley Cup Finals, right? I I, I just don't, yeah. and I'm not saying that they're that bad, but I I foresee some regression here. Yeah, I I, I I the only reason I disagree with you is the way that the kid line played. So kid line's good. I mean, kid line's good. You know, I think I think you see another year of Lafreniere who he started to kind of figure it out. Well, Kako's Kako's not think, long for that team. I think he's gone. Yeah, um, yeah. Which I think, I think he's. Uh, it, it's very apparent that Gallant has had it up to here with him. Yeah. When you're when you're scratched in an elimination game, oof. Yeah, it's not great. Scratched for a guy that like definitely shouldn't have even been in the lineup. Like it was. Yeah. It was. It was. It was a choice. Like fuck you. Yeah, that's a total fuck you move. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like I, I hate you so. You're playing so bad right now. That I'm gonna bring in a guy that like is slightly better than an orange cone. He just tosses an orange cone on the ice <laughs> for fun. Just go, go, buddy. Coney, it's Coney. Um, paint, paint some numbers on. Yeah, it. just throw a fucking. It's it's also Kako's number. <laughs> <laughs> Coming to the ice, Capo Kako, and he just throws the cone. He doesn't even stand it up. Just throws it onto the ice. Hopefully, it lands in the right face-off yeah. position get it out there and then on the face-off the it goes it goes back to him and bounces off the code into the net yeah oh kako's gone what a for fucking sure pass, kako had a boy <laughs> uh yeah i i can see a little bit of regression but if you i mean if they add a couple pieces like you were saying especially on the back like you know josh manson right like if you bring yep. in a guy like josh manson who's kind of you know big time shut down adds a little bit of grit like who knows? I mean, that team could that team could be winning two one games again and be right where they were. So, uh, yeah, they're an interesting team. I think I think that's still a team that makes the playoffs. So I think okay. I think realistically, I think and I'll but I'll give it to you. I think there's I think there's still four realistically four spots kind of up for grabs, um, but it's not going to be Philly. <laughs> no, not going to be I Philly. I mean, and the Capitals are regressing. I think that I think the only thing that drags them in is that Ove- Ovechkin's not done. He really wants that goal record, so he'll 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 drag in. I mean, they're not a bad team by any means. I just I think this year you've got you know Columbus is bound to rebound a little bit. They're still aggressively mediocre, but they'll they'll do better. 
Um, Buffalo is actually, I think Buffalo finally has They're on a the better upswing. season. Especially, I, um, I think if they brought in a guy like Flurry, he just, you don't yeah. know, you never know. Yeah, my my like I said, my Red Wings. I think they I think they drag themselves into a wild card spot. Yeah, they don't they don't do anything. They get bounced in the first round, but I think that there's enough talent on this team now, and with a new voice behind the bench, that they get motivated enough to 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 do it. Yeah, um, I'd like they're not. Yeah, they're not good. Like I'm not saying they're good, but they're, yeah, I'd like to see not them. I'd like to see them bring in. Uh, and you're getting you're getting rid of enough bad players to where it's no longer a problem. I, I think Nijelkovic. I think you want to see a little more out of him. I mean, he okay. had he had some good good runs here, and then you got to bring in somebody behind Moritz because fuck me, dude. Like, yeah, that I think those are their two areas. If they're gonna it's, highlight they'll, anywhere, they'll bring in, they're gonna bring in Soderblom, and that guy is uh, he's he's everything. Is that like we've it's it's very possible that Detroit gives another defenseman candidate for the calder they go back to back defensive calders huh yeah solder bloom is he's he's not as good as cider but he's he's bigger right and the guy's got a fucking cannon yeah um he he shoots a little he shoots a little more than cider whereas cider is a pass first playmaker yeah i I can definitely see them making some noise next year um yeah it's they're they're gonna fuck some shit up i think um with with some team uh, montreal's still bad philly's still bad new jersey might play a little better um, Ottawa's still bad. Detroit, I think, has a rebound, minor rebound. Buffalo, I think, has a minor rebound. Columbus, I think, continues to be average. Um, it, it's it's where the Islander. I think I just I think the Islanders are really going to fall. Yeah. I really don't think that they're they're that team is not going to respond well. It's they might have hated Trotz's system. They might have thought it's boring, and I and I don't disagree with that. Sure, it's boring. Like playing playing hockey under Barry Trotz's system probably is not very fun. No, I mean you're not get you're not going to the bar and having beers bought for you at that point. No, it's it's you were you you are everybody's everyone is a role player, right? Like there is no creative freedom on a Barry Trotz team. Yeah, so I, it could be boring hockey, and that's what it is. But when but 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 you when you're when you're you know when your offensive lines are you're you know you're you're relying on. Uh, defensive or uh, you know secondary scoring from Palmieri and Parisi and guys that are just way past their prime. Uh, I don't know. Uh, this is this is just I, I could foresee this going really bad. Yeah, I think especially if especially if uh, contract talks go a little bit longer with Noah Dobson than they should. Yep. Yeah. Look the fuck out. Yeah. And I don't even. I mean, I don't even want to. Is John Tortorella an upgrade over Mike Yo? Yeah, yeah, Mike Yo sucks. <laughs> Mike Yo is so like him and him and Tockett should just fucking go make their own hockey team. Yeah, him and uh, Tippett. Tippett, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him and Talk him and Tippett too, could but... just go make a yeah Tockett too, but they could just go make their own ball hockey team and just fucking. They're so Yo is so bad. I don't know why people keep giving this guy a chance. I don't know. I have no idea. He had like his his high watermark is a mediocre season with the, with the Minnesota. Minnesota. I know. <laughs> like, that's his high watermark. His high watermark is being aggressively average one year. And and it was, I'm pretty sure it was the year, too, that he took over for fucking Boudreaux, right? It was, like, yeah. it was just like this perfect storm of, yeah, yeah. he's he's not good. He's, it, it, I don't, yeah. I don't understand. Yeah, it's not going to happen. So, bringing Torts in, like, if, if I'm Philly's, like I, I understand what they're trying to do. They're trying to bring in a veteran coach that has a proven record of stabilizing a situation. Mm-hmm. 
Like, I, I get that. Like, they're trying to stop the free fall. But Torts is, like, it's, he's, them trying to say that, oh, no, this isn't a rebuild. And, oh, Torts isn't coming on to oversee a rebuild, which, God, I hope not. Um, oh, he's just, I, can you imagine how many fucking people are going to request trades if it is a rebuild and he's still there? Like, oh, my fuck. If I'm Cam Atkinson, I'm already requesting a trade. Yeah, I, honestly, with with Philly, so, I mean, you bring in Torts. You know what Torts is good for? He's good for, I have a good prospect pool, and I am not too far from making pushes towards a wild card. They don't have a prospect pool. This is going to be so bad for Carter Hart. Like they're oh you're, yeah, like, get him out of I, there. I'm I'm not joking. Like literally, a fourth of your games are going to a shootout. Yeah, get him out of there, dude. And you are just going to get fucking hammered. Like Carter Hart better get. He better just start. All of practice should be just guys picking up the puck from the dot because this is the, I, the, he is going to deal with so many. Torts is he's he thinks he's so fucking galaxy brain like oh I've beat the system I, I found a loophole in the system where if we can just play to overtime and win all these games I can at least get one point and drag my team into the playoffs like he thinks he's so fucking brilliant dude like here's here's what's gonna happen in Philly they are denying a rebuild right they bring oh, very in much so they bring very in Torts so. for three years they're gonna finish and draft thirteen to fucking sure sure you squeak into a playoffs okay I'll give you that one thirteen to seventeen. Right, like that's what you're no. drafting the next three years. You can't like, and then and then you're right where you were. Team. Like I just it's a bad I don't, team. I don't like, understand. You that. are they are they are in a perfect position to get a good rebuild. Like you've right. got you've got assets that I think individually are great assets. Like you could you could definitely go up to Ken Holland and get a first round pick for Cam Atkinson. You could go somewhere and also do the same thing for Konechny. Like. You, yeah. you like yes. they they should be tearing this team down instead of bringing in a guy who's going to mediocre this team even further yep. and yep. best case scenario lose in the first round. That's the yeah. best. You, That's the goal. What do you want? Like our standard. Is there. your goal to just be better than Pittsburgh? Then yeah, okay, you might be able to do that. Maybe you might win the season series with Pittsburgh. Congratulations. That's all they're playing for. That's literally all. They're just trying to be the best team in Philadelphia. They, they, or Pennsylvania. Sorry, they aren't actually like all of the games on their calendar are just circled for Pittsburgh. <laughs> they're they're building their penalty kill to just fucking yeah. go against yeah. Pittsburgh's power play. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like that's that, if that's your goal, then congratulations. You might win. You the might season do it. Yeah, who knows? Pittsburgh. But oh, that's hilarious. But like anybody sitting here thinking that oh you know. We're going to make a big splash in the off season, and we're going to, you know, retool and recharge and go. Like, I just I, – I'm, you and I have talked about Flyers before. Looking at this roster, they're just not – this is not the recipe for success. You're, you're, one, you're one year away from writing off Carter Hart as a bust. Right. And tra- like, trading him to a team where he goes and puts up Ottinger fucking Shesterkin right, numbers. Right. Like, that's, right. that's where they're at, right. and, like, but they're, you're, but they're you're, Galaxy. You're one – you're, you're – you're on a la- you're on a you're on a prove it year. Like Carter Hart's got one more year to prove that he can put up Shesterkin numbers before you're like, all right, this guy, you know, he's not. He's oh, he's washed he- up. Right, he's done. Give him the DiPietro contract and get him out of here. Jesus Christ! Do so you- I, you're you're just this team is flawed. That's this stupid. team is really just flawed. It's not a good team, especially with Jarrell gone. Like, how can you? How could somebody with a straight face say you just traded away J- Gaudreau? Juro, Juro, yeah, and and you're trying to tell me that you're not in a you're not starting a rebuild. 
I honestly, I, I'd be, I'd be interested to get a Philly fan on here and just get like, do you think there's any sort of, you think, you think there was probably a little bit of like, oh, you know, you know, summer excitement for this team, like, hey, what can we, what can we do, what can we bring in, or at least a rebuild, right? And they bring in yeah. fucking Tortorella. <laughs> I just this Torts has not had success since Tampa, mm-hmm. and that team was so fucking stacked. Yeah. Like I mean, I mean, we're going back to when like he had Vincent Lecavier on his team. Like and, that's a callback. Holy and shit! And Marty, dude, he had fucking Saint yeah, Louis Marty Saint Louis. Like that, 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 that Tampa team was so fucking stacked. Anybody could do it. And since then, he has had middling success. Uh, is yeah. is he a guy that can get you into the playoffs? Sure. Is he a guy that can maybe get you to the semifinals, not the conference finals, the sem- the second round? Sure, but. There's a lot of coaches that can do that. How many teams is this? Pete, Pete DeBoer. Pete DeBoer has made a career of getting to the semi to, to the conference finals. Right. How many, how many teams does this guy have to get hired on with, and then send them into a rebuild three years later before we fucking stop hiring him? Like I just, right. it just blows my fucking mind. Dude. Well, and it's it's not, it's it's like it goes back to what you were saying before. Like why why do we recycle these coaches? Like right. give someone a fucking shot. Right. And you and I talked about it before, I think before we got we, we turned the mics on. Like the NHL like, AHL success is like it's so hit or it's miss. It's not necessarily right. It's so hit and miss. Like you're as an AHL coach, you're more of like there to facilitate helping the big brother the big brother team. You're not there to make the team good. AHL a, you know you have a good AHL coach if they bury trots the New York Islanders after Tavares leaves. Right. right. That's how you know and, you have a good AHL coach. You, you, they could win fucking – I don't even know what their cup is down there. But, you, you know, you whatever. could win fucking Calder, – Calder, 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 Calder Cup. You could win three Calder Cups in a row, but your parent team is either really shitty, so you have all the same guys all year, or they're really fucking right. good, you have all the same guys all year. Right? Like, right. that's how you win the Calder Cup. Yeah. A, a Calder Cup championship means nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, it's 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 you – okay, you took the best – your you know, your, your, your best guys on the NHL team – came down and were able to walk some people right like but it, it that d- does not translate to nhl success and it sucks because there's that idea that the ahl is like where development happens it's it's not you're more of a placeholder like you're either not good enough to ever play in the show and you need to round out the roster in the ahl mm-hmm. or you're good enough you're gonna you know do a stint and then go away and then you're gone right so, you, so your roster is completely in flux like uh, it, it to me i know that this might be a hot take but like Success in the Swedish league is more of a tell to me than AHL development. Yeah, I think, in fact, I don't. I don't think much development happens in the AHL. Yeah, I think I, it's a different league. It's like it's more physical because it's just a bunch of fucking goons that don't have the skills to play in the NHL. What's there's a guy that I think just ended the season on Henderson, um, Imiyama or in, Inama or something like that. He's sure. basically yeah. just this fucking bruiser that like he never he exactly he never like he never knew like this is as far as he ever could have imagined he was gonna go but it's because he beats the shit out of people like (laughs) right he bums in seats if you can't run him up fill him in that's right so yeah it'll it'll be uh yeah philly's fucked anyways so we'll see them we'll we'll see them at the bottom for the next well we'll probably see them middling for the next three years with torts because that's one thing he can do is steal a couple games but uh right. like honestly he's a he's a first round exit tops and then they're they're looking for a coach in three years to go through a rebuild like i just 
it's just stupid. Like you're just you're 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 prolonging the rebuild. I just that makes no sense to me. Yeah, no, I don't. I they're they're not willing to embrace it. Which, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, okay, let's. Uh, I, I know we planned on doing a little in depth on the draft, but we're we're rounding out at the one hour thirty minute mark. Let's. Um, how about we do? We'll do an episode after after the draft and recap all of that. Let's do real quick. I want to hear who you think your Red Wings should take, who I think my Ducks should take, and then let's jump to okay. the Kraken, and then and then we'll totally we'll fair. really dig in next um, week. And and honestly, like this is one of those years where there's not much debate on who's going first. So yeah, um, I mean it's it's going to be Shane Wright. Yeah, uh, I don't I don't think anybody is going to fight that. Um, I know that there's been some er- there's been some early jockeying that uh, whoever the fuck his name is Slavovsky Slavkovsky Slavkovsky I I I'm hearing that there's you know some some last minute shuffling and people arguing that he should go first I don't think that's going to happen I think that's a that's very much a you know Lafreniere is not going to go first kind of thing you know yeah um, no I, Shane Wright's going first uh, he'll go to Montreal. Uh, my Red Wings are picking at eighth. Um, it uh, honestly, we need it, it as long as it's not a defenseman, it'll be solid. Yeah. Because at eight, it, at eight, it's wide open. Mm-hmm. Um, we could use some center depth. Um, you know, at the moment, you've got Pius Sutter still on your, and Pius Sutter's playing well, but I, I think that he's more of a third line center, not a second one. Um, so a center is not bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, a right wing is not terrible. Um, this, this mock draft I'm seeing is, is Marco Casper. Okay. That's, he's center. Uh, he's a center. Um, but there was another one where I was seeing that, uh, Lecker Mackey. Yeah. Yeah. They're Lecker Mackey. They should take him as a right wing. Um, and honestly, it's, it seems like on all these mock drafts that we've looked at outside of the top four or five, it's a, it's a fucking crapshoot. Yep, from about five, um, from about six to fifteen is kind of a sh- crapshoot. Sure, um, honestly, I, I don't. As long as it's not a defenseman, I'm happy. Okay, uh, we are we are good on goalies. Like Casa Casa won the Chinnawith Cup with WHL with the Edmonton Oil Kings. Uh, our goalie situation is is pretty solid. He takes that um, spot real fucking quick. Yeah, as soon as you get a decent defense in front of Nadelkovic, you're gonna have a your Nadelkovic will have a great season. Right. Um, cause right now, you know, it's, it was basically cider versus the world. Mm-hmm. So you get Soderblom on, you phase out another low end defenseman. Uh, it, it, this, this, it could be a good rebound year. We'll, we'll put it that way. So as long as it's not a defenseman, I'm happy with it. And I, I, and I don't think Eiserman's going to do that. I think that he's got enough defensemen in the pipeline now to where that, that issue is addressed for the future. And now it's time to start upgrading the the offense. Mm-hmm. Um, my only worry is is you know with with um, that right wing. What was his name again? Uh, Lecker Mackey, something like that. Lecker Mackey, yeah. Um, like I don't I don't want a repeat of Zadina. Zadina. Mm-hmm. Um, that and that scares me a little bit. Um, so that that's why honestly I don't mind a center pick. I think it needs to be Savo for the wings okay uh because okay. he actually is playing center in the whl but he realistically is a right wing in the nhl sure. but you give him you give them that kind of option if as he, he's coming up if he drops far enough what about uh cooley i mean you you would if cooley dropped to the red wings at eight 
there's there's a, there's some sort of maturity issue with there's him. A problem. Okay. All right. But he won't. He's he's too okay. damn good. Um, okay. Yeah. I think I think I, I think Likermaki is fine. I, I don't I don't mind that pick at all. Uh, Savo or a Frank Nazar, I think, would be a real good pick for them as well. Yeah, I agree. Uh, um, so yeah, it, Kamel might Kamel might yeah yeah Kamel is, is not as another one. So you, you were talking shit about Connor Geeky. I think Geeky is more of a twenty to thirty range, but okay. I he's a he's a big center, so you just never know. Okay, all right. So yeah, Marco Casper. I, I it's I don't know much about the guy. This this has been one of those years. I just don't know much about yeah any of them yeah. except for Shane Wright because that's all everybody's been talking about. Right. Um, I'm learning a little more about Slavoski, whatever the fuck his name is, because because of the chatter recently. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I I think they're sitting in a nice spot for Eiserman though. So, um. so your duckies at ten um, on this mock draft, mock draft. I've got Matthew Savo. I would never complain about that. I think that kid is sick. <laughs> I think I think okay. honestly he's he should be top five. He should be being talked about in the top five. Shouldn't you be? I mean, granted, you know the duckies better than I do. Shouldn't is is do you guys have enough defensive depth right now? Uh, so unfortunately, on the left side, yes. On the right okay. side is where they need it, uh, but they're not like your check and Nemec are not going to fall far enough. So for me, I think you know I, I would prefer to see them go forward. I, you can never have enough guys that you know could come could step in in a year or two and be difference makers. So I think I think I I would definitely. I would definitely be okay with that, uh, but a lot of mocks, okay. a lot of mock drafts have them taking a left defenseman that kind of uh, goes with Drysdale. Um, so I think, I think that's probably what we'll see the Ducks do at ten, either Korchinski or Minchikov. Um, either one is fine with me. I think if, I think if the Ducks, if Savo makes it to ten and they take Minchikov instead of Savo, I'm going to be a, a little bit upset, but I'll get over it. Um, um, you know. So the the thing that I read about um, the uh, the uh, Mc, Mason yeah. McTavish. Oh, McTavish, yeah. So McTavish is so I, on the other mock draft that I read. Uh, this is, apparently geeky is up that area mm-hmm. because they took a chance on McTavish, and apparently Mason McTavish and Connor Geeky are apparently from what I'm reading. These are similar players with very similar perceived skating issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently Geeky's issue is there's perceived skating issues in recent drafts. Um, and Geeky is a polarizing player because of that. Um, apparently they're, they're comparing him to the pick of Mason McTavish because McTavish had the same concerns, but we already have McTavish, right? Exactly. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't mind Geeky getting up towards the 10 and, and the reason for it is he's a, he's a Ryan O'Reilly for me. So okay. that's why I think that's what both of those players I look at as as a Ryan O'Reilly, which yeah, two two Ryan O'Reillys are not bad. why not you know, uh, but I think the Ducks the Ducks have two third line centers arguably that I think could step in and, and be play behind Zegers and, and McTavish. So I wouldn't yeah. want to see them do it. I wouldn't be fully against it, but yeah, I think a left side defenseman Korchinski in the WHL just put up like sixty five points in sixty seven games or something which is pretty good from the back end and then uh minchikov did something very similar in the ohl on a very shitty team so i think either of those two guys i would be okay with because that gives us a a pretty nice well-rounded top four uh but if savo is on the board at 10 i I think there's a very good chance they pick him because he's a he's a one and done i think he i think he uh no actually i don't think he's signed to uh uh college so 
but I yeah. think he's got one more year in the in the minors, and then he's pushing for a roster spot. So uh, that's the kind of the direction I'd like to see the Duckies go. As for the Kraken, and I'll be quick about it. Uh, you can't say uh, it's you got to go defense here, right? You can't you can't go wrong with either of the two right shot defensemen at the, in the top five in uh, Nemec or Yurichek. So either one of those guys, I'm good with. I lean towards Nemec, but uh, Yurichek would be a very nice. I think I think Yurichek is more of a he's kind of a all around guy. He pushes me towards more of like a not comparable to Hedman, but I think I think it's kind of that you know defense is just as good as his you, offensive you gotta, game. You, as we talked about before, you you need to get somebody in the pipeline right now that can quarterback a power play. Yeah, hundred percent, and I think that's Nemec. So your, I see them your, go. Your there. defensive your defensive core is so. I mean, there's there's very few reasons to be optimistic for the offense. Right. There are no there are no reasons to be ha- like the yeah, optimistic I'm not about excited. the defense. The defense is not good. Right. Um, especially if you're trying to use your defense to drive any sort of offense. Yep. Yep. So yeah, Larson, Larson and Dunn are just not going to do it. So no. Um, you need some. I I think it'd be very dumb for them not to take a top the top defenseman here. And I think both of those guys could probably step in. I don't think they'll play next year. I think they'll do a one year kind of like cider because uh, they're yeah. both playing in. I think one's in the Czech league and one's in uh, Slovakian league over there. So I think I think they're both playing against men right now to where yeah they could cider and and step in in, in a year and make a difference so um that's where kraken should go that's where kraken i think everyone's saying that's where they're gonna go so uh and i mean you look at you look at colorado that just won it right like you have to have that that number one center and you have to have that number one quarterback all all uh situations defensemen and preferably a right shot d like mccarr so fuck i think that's what they do and if they don't do that uh francis might be short-lived so sure makes sense Cool. Yeah, we'll dig we'll dig more into that next week. I think awards cool. awards and, uh, is another if, good one too. So if you're one of the five people that follow us on Twitter, um, we will be we'll be live tweeting. I'm gonna shout out to the hub. I will probably be going out there on Thursday uh, for the draft to to watch it there with some other drunk hockey people. So um, if you're in the Spokane area, come on out, say hi. I'm in the I am fresh in the dry July right now until my birthday. So I'm uh, dry July, huh? Yeah, it's uh, I'm just too fat, dude. I gotta shed a few. <laughs> fair yep all right everybody thanks for listening sorry that uh we're coming at you infrequently but you know life and all that other shit That's something yep all right everybody. see you later Bye.